Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at No Clutch Nate. And I'm Nick. You can find me on the socials at Nick M. Jimenez. All right, Nick, thank you for joining us to talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's been a great time to finally have you on the show to talk about these movies. Absolutely. It's been a lot of fun. All righty. And today we are talking about Minute 145 of Part 5, All the King's Horses, in which Batman is telling Alfred to not worry about the flying fox because we're just going to take the body to the Kryptonian scout ship, which is basically an organic computer. It can talk to... Uh, it can speak to computers. Um, and uh, and then the minute's going to end with Batman saying, uh, you do when it's this red cape. Mm. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of back and forth between Alfred in uh, this minute here. Uh, Nick, what did you think about this minute? Uh, it's great. You know, it's, uh, it's a good solid back and forth between Alfred and Bruce. It's, you know, we're just focusing on just these two characters in this one minute. There's a hopping back and forth. And, uh, Zack Snyder like never met a red cape metaphor that he didn't he didn't like. <laughs> yeah, right. It, there there have been a a, a lot of uh, references to red capes in this series, yeah. hasn't there? The red capes yeah. are coming. Kind of the first one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he he loves that red cape. I mean, even. Uh, it's, it's like probably his favorite thing about it, right? I mean, Man of Steel, everything had to be about that red cape. Uh, and then of course, Dawn of Justice. And then, and then even in, in last week with, um, them realizing what they can do with this mother box, that red cape was just in Bruce Wayne's face. And all I could think about is that red cape over and over again. Um, so yeah, uh, Zach, Zach Snyder, big fan of the cape. He, he loves it. He, he, any chance he gets to do with, uh, um, I, I, I've heard from from people who love these movies. It's like some of the best visuals of um, Zack Snyder's superhero content is 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 scenes and clips of people's capes because the way he he wants them animated, the visions he has for some of these shots, like it's probably the like it's uh, the almost the best kind of cape work you, you see in in, in movies and. Um, he gives it a lot of attention. I think he's like, you know, if someone's going to have a cape, it better damn well be like the coolest cape you've ever seen. So um, I guess we'll we'll expect that from uh, from Rebel Moon. Uh, and <laughs> we, we, we said that in, in yesterday's minute. I, I didn't call it out then, but we said it felt like a very Star Wars kind of setting, them working on all these um, panels of the flying fox and smoke is bursting out of them. Sparks are flying out. They're trying to fix the Falcon, basically. And, um, you know, it, it, it's really cool to think about, uh, over time and, and all the movies he's done, like how much he has, um, his, his directing has been formative from, from Star Wars and, you know, his want to be a director. He loves Star Wars so much and to see him get as close as he can to making a Star Wars project being Rebel Moon, um, it's almost like, wow, that, that time is finally coming for the rest of the world to see, what his vision uh, has been for, you know, for something close to a Star Wars science fiction story. So um, it'll be very cool to see see some of this elevated to to a Star Wars level. Um, yeah. But this scene here, 
with with Alfred and and Bruce Wayne. I mean, what a what a long take at one of this is for for one of the minutes here. Alfred getting down from the ladder. He's saying, "What could go wrong with uh, you know taking Kal El's body to the Kryptonian scout ship, the same one that Lex Luthor spoke to to reanimate General Zod's body into Doomsday? What could go wrong, right?" Um, but as he gets down from the steps and, and he then walks towards Bruce Wayne and it doesn't cut, it just keeps going and going until you just see the silhouettes from the, from the light in the background. And then he says, you did it. Mission success. Um, what, a this is, this is the, the joy I get from this being a four hour movie and, and finally seeing what this. Uh, Zack Snyder's intended vision of Justice League is everything from like the the Icelandic song to to the 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 more extended parts of Steppenwolf and and his apocalyptic connection um, in moments like this and in moments like yesterday between Arthur and Diana just to see Alfred have more of the world around him just him walking up and not cutting for time just letting this room breathe a bit like wow i love this 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 would be like me watching the four hour cut and be like wow what, what a movie yeah <laughs> just like the two the two of them in their own element um i do like that it is a conversation between only the two of them that alfred specifically picks moments to bring these existential questions to batman when he is alone when he is with his thoughts in like the best possible moments, you know, he's obviously working. He's, he's focused on this thing, but he's also focused on the plan ahead. And now is a moment of clarity. Like this is where the angel on your shoulder is supposed to show up and go, hang on. What are we doing here? Let's (laughs) think to ourselves. Let's take a moment and just think, um, I think it's just, again, it's really excellent. Mark, I never really noticed the silhouette and the walk-up. Um, and this is one thing that we do minute by minute. We're able to to see things. I did not notice how much this garage opens up for them and that the two characters are just there amongst the machines. Um, you know, we got little glimpses of it in Dawn of Justice and, you know, old, old Richard jumping out of the car and then hitting stairs, you know, and, and just quick mm-hmm. quick visuals of... of putting people in their specific marks, um, not able to see the full functionality of a bat cave. Um, this is a bat garage, but you know, you get the idea. Yeah. Yeah. I get to see all of it. It's uh it's almost like this is their universe. This is their, the world they populate. It's one of like smoke and gears and chains and, it's almost like a little militaristic. Like if, if, if Alfred is in some way, if Batman is kind of his superior officer, he's not going to question anything in front of the other people in front of the other troops. But when it's just the two of them, they can have this back and forth of like, Hey man, have you thought about this? Like, have you really like gone through like the ramifications of what, is this really our battle? Do we have, what do you, what do you owe this it's almost kind. Of, it's almost like a little bit of their version of a Martha Clark scene. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Um, yeah, because I mean, they are trying to. 
Now they are trying to bring back the monument, or at least one of them wants to bring back the monument. And the mm. other one's like, hey, hold on. That monument w- was taken down for maybe a reason. Did you ever did you ever think about that? Like, now you're playing God with God. Yeah, e- mm-hmm. e- ease up, guy. <laughs> like, yeah, it, 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 you know, and it, again, he's, Alfred says your guilt has overcome your reason. And and the guilt has been from if we go back to the the last movie, um, this feeling of powerlessness yeah. has, has turned you cruel over the years, and now you're trying to overcompensate. Now you're going from one extreme to the other. Yeah. And you know before in the in the last movie you fought Lex Luthor over the the rock that would kill Superman. Now you're trying to obtain the device, Lex the other device Lex Luthor had now to bring Superman back. And so it's like you're still two steps behind Lex Luthor trying to grab the same thing he grabs and, and trying to get different results, and that's insanity, and you shouldn't do that. And and the way he's saying it, I, I just... I love the idea that they've been inside their own heads as they're working on all this machinery all around them in this garage, and, and then just having a moment to think out loud and be like, hey, this isn't a good idea, actually, but... You know, is it too late to change your mind? Um, yeah. And apparently it is. <laughs> and it's interesting that uh, Alfred brings up Lex in this moment because, in a way, Bruce is more like Luthor than any hero. Of and it's Alfred be like, hey, like you're not a you're not like these people. You're not a god. You don't have powers. You're a a human with a lot of resources and money, like Luthor that is reaching could be reaching beyond his grasp and what if it ruins you the way that it ruined him yeah yeah and 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 could that be said the same way i, I want to spin it around back to you nick with 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 geek by night i mean lorelei swift and and william or billy come from the same background right they they and they worked under the same mentor if i remember correctly yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, like uh, uh, Billy was sort of Lorelai's uh, protege, and then mm. like like assistant or like you know heir apparent, and then they had a, a big dramatic fissure where now Billy's like, well, now I'm going to ruin you. I'm going to like you're my you're my enemy, and it's interesting how often in superhero stories, it's the characters that don't have powers that can be the ones holding all the strings, whether it's like Lex Luthor or Amanda Waller or Bruce mm. Wayne, you know, yeah. like the ones that don't have the powers are often the ones holding the, the, you know, the box with the character's heart in it that you can stab. With yeah. A pencil. And I think to, the way we've always talked about it is like it, they, they aim for that because they have less in life and they somehow feel like it's equitable to then become the ones pulling the strings mm. because, you know, uh, what is the line, Nathan? Like, Daddy never saved me from, you know, the fists. Or no, God never saved me from Daddy's yeah. fists of, of abominations. You know, and so like people like Amanda Waller and and Lex Luthor, um, and 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 even Bruce Wayne and, and Dawn of Justice. This feeling of powerlessness has has uh, festered this rage within them as they start to. Um, grasp at all the all the power that they can and it turns them cruel um and i guess that that's that's the other way we can look at at billy and, and geek by night and um yeah so so uh, alfred here 
Uh, first of all, it's just great cinematically, shared universe, that Alfred can talk about Lex Luthor, right? Like, how many stories do we have where, you know, Alfred is talking to Bruce Wayne about Lex Luthor, which is a Superman villain, and it's in this movie, and it's like, you're talking about someone from a different comic book. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and now, you mentioned Martha Kent, but it's like, now I want Alfred and, and Martha to talk about <laughs> their sons. Right, yeah. <laughs> Over tea time. <laughs> That would be really Give me that. That's what I want. And actually, Martha, uh, not 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 John. John's pretending to be. Martha. No, no, yeah. no. I don't want that. <laughs> don't give me that. <laughs> but that was another. I mean, uh, this the this Zack Snyder's version of Justice League has given us a scene with Alfred teaching Wonder Woman how to make tea, right? And we, I remember Nate and I, we did this the, that minute, and it was just like, what a movie that <laughs> this is a scene in this four hour cut, and it's like, oh, what could be in Zack Snyder's four hour cut of Justice League, like? And like, what could be so special about it? It's like, well, there's a scene where Alfred teaches Wonder Woman how to properly make tea. And it's like, yes, that's, <laughs> that, that's in the movie. It's fantastic. And you'd be wrong but, if I didn't take notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's so much to love about it. And um, yeah, of course, um, uh, uh, Alfred says that uh, to, you know, if you, if you can't bring down the charging bull, then don't rave, uh, wave the red cape at it. Um, it is a, it is a little too on the nose, I think. I think I think a lot of people had their fun with this one. Um, but I, I mean, Steppenwolf looks like a bull, right? So it's, it's all right. fair game. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> Zack Snyder's never been accused of of being a subtle filmmaker. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was yeah. just watching Star Trek Into Darkness, and they do a lot of McCoyisms. You know, they do a lot of colloquial, mm. you know, McCoyness, and and in that film particularly, they do allow uh, Chris Pine's uh, Kirk to to call him out on the, uh, on the analogies right? Yeah. Um, or metaphors, whatever. Um, which I thought was, I, I think it's good. I like it. Um, it works well in that film because they use like two, like right back to back. Right. And it's like, okay, cool. This one is like way so on the nose that I'm also like expecting him to say like, why the metaphor? Like, did you need to do that? Meta- <laughs> or at least answer with like a more on the nose metaphor with, I guess he does. You do when it is this red cape because it is that that can't be more on the nose than it is. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think it works. I really like it. Um, I do remember thinking when I first saw it that like it was it it sounded like a metaphor for metaphor's sake. Um, did it fit well within an Alfred dialogue? I think so. Um, I think it fits more well within this particular Alfred trying to. Because he's always trying to ground this Batman and to show him the bigger picture, right? It's the consequences of your actions type deal. Um, so it is seem like you need to hit with hit him with a broad, really on the nose metaphor for it to get through that thick, beautiful skull of yours. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting. You you mentioned Kirk and McCoy, and like every great hero needs sort of a grounding character like Superman mm-hmm. has Martha uh, Hamlet has Horatio like yeah. mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. someone that they can like hey am I full of shit or am I crazy like yeah. help me or someone to be like hey have you thought about this man like you're kind of going on your big epic quest but I'm here to just ask you to look around and maybe look down at earth for a second oh I just, yeah, I just it, love that that thought just that imagery right there too what I what yeah. I also like about um, this Alfred, I mean, I, 
you're right, Nate. He's always been this Alfred more than most has been very passive aggressive the way that he speaks to Bruce and and I think like like Nick said in yesterday's minute it is because they're they've been closer in age and lived so long with each other that now that this 45 year old Batman you know to to for Alfred to have dealt with this person for 45 years it is like that whenever Jeremy Irons Alfred talks to Batman it, there is a hint of passive aggressive all all the time so the way he speaks isn't unwarranted. It's very much the way that he always is. So it's very like the character to say this thing where he's like, now remember, if you can't bring down the Raging Bull, don't wave the, wave, don't wave the red cape at him. Um, but it's also good because we don't get this enough in the 2017 version of Justice League, which is that um, the, the Justice League in that movie, they are nothing without Superman. It's almost like they're 1% where Superman is the 99% of the team. And this moment here, this line from Alfred is important because it is right to to go in feeling that you are enough as a team. Like If you aren't fully confident in the team and in yourself and all that stuff, then Superman doesn't really matter. Um, and, and the 2017 version tells the opposite story, like narratively, like story-wise, it's saying that without Superman, you just couldn't have won. Um, which is very sad to think about that they depended so much on Superman. And, and this, this story here is saying to not do that. And it's important to say it for the sake of the story, like do not depend on Superman. Don't make this all about him. Believe in yourself, believe in the team. Have faith in yourself and and the world around you, and that and and to remember that you said that you want men to be better, to be good, um, and 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 have faith in that instead. That's what Superman would have wanted. Um, so I think that's important. But I also really like the way Jeremy Irons Alfred his language stays very old fashioned saying things like this little box of tricks. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's the way you write this character is very old fashioned the way he speaks. So again, the analogy is warranted, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. I like agree. his, his, he has a, he has a, he has a worthy perspective because it kind of breaks you out of the sci-fi world that we're living in. I'm like, yeah, it is just like a weird box, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and apparently you can raise kryptonians from the dead i don't know about that bio yeah. mechatronics is what she said i think yeah. i mean <laughs> i've never heard that word in my life buddy <laughs> uh but yeah so um uh that's that's kind of all the notes i had it's a very it's a very good conversation between these characters we haven't seen this since dawn of justice when yeah you know um Bruce is talking to Alfred about you're gonna uh, go or to Alfred war. was talking to yeah, yeah new rules and then the the feeling of powerlessness and uh, God's hurling thunderbolts from the sky um yeah we haven't had a moment like this since Dawn of Justice so we kind of see it as um uh growth since the last time they really spoke about their 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 views on superheroes um but it is again another therapeutic moment for Alfred to come in and be like, oh, now hold on a second. Don't go off the rails. Don't go from, from one extreme to the other. Let's keep you, let's keep you thinking about this. Let's, let's really consider it. Cause even if the team says, Hey, this is a good idea. Someone again has to be, um, 
concerned for your safety yeah. and for your decisions. So, um, yeah, very good. Okay, because you're Nick, not Batman he, to me. You're, oh yeah, you're. You know, he's not Batman to Alfred. He's always going to be Master Bruce, like the little baby that I that I raised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, he cannot afford to. Um, you know, Bruce, don't let yourself down, but I also won't let, I won't, I won't fail your parents in, in taking responsibility for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Nick, thank you for joining us so much to talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League. I said it in the beginning of the episode, but I also, I just really wanted to bring it in because, um, this is the first time you've, you've joined us on this podcast and obviously you're, your your other half, Scott Corelli, he's been on the show before. And I just felt like I really needed to have you on to talk about one of these movies. And what better one to do than than the great Zack Snyder's Justice League? No. Um, thank you. And you uh before we before we wrap up, um, can you tell us when people might expect Geek by Night if they're interested in, in listening to it and uh, uh yeah, you know, time of recording, we are currently we're releasing the episodes uh, as they are finished on our Patreon. Uh, so they're right now they're Patreon exclusive. We just have the one, the premiere. And then, you know, uh, I'm sure everyone that's made like amateur content on the internet knows like you're kind of working around everyone's schedule because everyone has day jobs and lives. And so, you know, we're currently, you know, uh, putting together the score. Scott Tofty, our composer is, you know, putting that together, but hopefully by the time you listen to this episode, it'll start being available on, uh, you know, Spotify and Apple podcasts and all that for free. And, uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're very satisfied with how the story wraps up. So we're, we're really excited for everyone to, to, to hear those. Nice. And do you have any, uh, any other future projects lined up once, uh, once geek by night is put out there? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's kind of why we're so pumped is like, okay, cool. We can finally, yeah. we, we finished this and now we can go full forward without ever looking over our shoulder and being like, Oh, but we never finished geek by night, you know? <laughs> yeah. You should probably finish it first before you start another one. Right. Yeah. yeah that's okay. kind of mom. Yeah. All right. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But yeah, Scott Cass and I are always working on something. We're always, we're always writing. Uh, amazing. Amazing. And, and I can't say it enough. Um, it's, it's a fantastic show. I've, I've been re-listening to it again. I've been re-listening to the reboot, uh, again, and it's 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 great to see kind of the growth of these characters. And even on my second listen, I'm starting to catch characters and be like, oh, this it's gonna start, you know, things I didn't catch before until I got hit over the head with it and the realization then. But now I'm like, oh, I remember this character, and now I see how how the growth is gonna happen. Um, awesome. So it's really it's really fun to to re-listen to it again. It almost uh, at this point. Uh, listening to the first episode of the the series uh, season finale, um, final season, is that I, it elicits a a, a, um, a re-listen to the show. So I'm oh, excited great. to finish re-listening to all of it. And um, that's on the, the, the first episode of the final season is on Patreon for Dueling Genre, which Nate and I, this DC Cinematic Minute podcast and our Doom Patrol radio podcast is part of the dueling genre network now so i highly encourage if you enjoy what you heard today and you want to help support us the dueling genre patreon is a great way to do that um all right we're gonna wrap up for today if you've enjoyed today's show please consider leaving a five-star review it really does help the show and helps new listeners discover our show as well 
If you'd like to join the conversation, you can chat with us on Twitter at DCEU Minutes. And if you'd like to hear more bonus content, we also have a Patreon for just $3 with tons of other podcasts to listen to. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next one here on DC Cinematic Minute.